it's uh, it's great to have that multifaceted idea of who you want to be because, as you say, there are so many people we know and we go, my goodness, if only they did this, if only they tried this. Life is so short. If was it? I, th- I think it was Buddha that said, I think the biggest mistake we make is thinking there's enough time because it's over so quickly, Joe. Spreading yourself... I don't. I think thinly is probably the wrong word, but just maybe trying things out, seeing what works for you. You seem to have honed in on what you're, what you really enjoy. You're good at what you enjoy, and you enjoy being good at it. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely, absolutely. I think of my my uh, my dearly departed father, who at 86 years old said to me uh, on his hospice bed, he looked at me and he said, "You know, just as I was getting the hang of all this, it's over." <sighs> And he did use that very dark uh, humor to get through some of the darkest times, but he was right because we, we, we tend to think that we have more tomorrows and um, we're not promised tomorrow. Yeah. And I don't want to go down this dark path on this, on this lovely interview, but the reality is if we could reach, you know, one or two people who are listening right now to realize that if they had this thought, this idea to go do something, to go travel somewhere, to go taste some food that they've never tasted before, to go read some book that they wanted to read, guess what? Go and do it. Do it right now. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the world is full of these inspirational quotes right now, and I I post some every now and again on social media, and the amount of response I get was, this is exactly what I needed. We've all got it in us. We see, some of us just need a little bit of a kick in the pants to get us off our backsides because it's it's a joy enjoying these things, Joe, isn't it? Oh, for sure, for sure. And when you you know when you see that finished product, when it, when you're holding that book in your hand, or you're listening back on a radio show, I don't know about you, Mister Sam Kane, but there are times when I do put my show on demand <laughs> in my car uh, for a multitude of reasons. You know, we want to make sure that we're sounding the way we want to be sounding. It's called being a professional Joe. 100%. Yes. And it's absolutely necessary to, to, to grow and build on what it is and who you are. And so, but I, I have to, you know, pinch myself sometimes, whether it be travel.radio or iHeartRadio or Spotify, wherever, wherever I'm being heard. Um, when that announcer is saying, you know, from our Travel Dot Radio studios in New York, Joe Malerba. I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. Oh, that's great, isn't it? Isn't it really weird? You know, I, whenever I'm broadcasting or wherever I'm recording, I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm rubbish at this. I'm so bad at this. And I listen back and I go, I'm okay at this. It's the weirdest thing, isn't it, when you hear it back? It's never as bad as it feels when it comes out of your mouth, for want of a better phrase. Oh, for sure. And by the way... You know, Sam's not paying me for this, but I do listen to Sam's Sam Kane's show on the on the daily, on the weekly, and uh, whether it be in demand or or live. And uh, I love your show, Sam. I oh, mean, bless you, you just, buddy. You're a natural at this. It's having a chat, isn't it? It's it was it was one of those things I always wanted to do because I always sang the song as well, Joe, on stage. I'd introduce the song and then I'd have to sing it. And I got to the end of a season and I was I'd been singing for so long and I thought to myself, I just want to be the guy that presses play. 
That'd be nice, just to have a rest and not have to sing the song. But I love radio. I think the the fact that you get into people's heads and you can give them, you can change their mood, you can change their direction. And you were saying before about doing stuff, you know, getting off your backsides for for one of a better phrase and reading the book, tasting that food. Once you've done it, you can go, okay, I've done that now. What do I do next? And it's inspiration to move forward. And I'm going to go back to when you were talking about writing. That there's, I've heard a lot of people say that it's not about the writing the book. It's not about the finishing it. It's about the starting it. You're never going to do anything unless you write something down. Because it's great having all of this ro- you know, floating around the noodle. But if it doesn't get on a piece of paper, nobody's ever going to have it. Oh, 100%. And, and what you need to do is you need to check yourself multiple times. I mean, certainly our, we are our own greatest fan. And so um, with the writing, with the books, I found that after the first book and the success of Little George and the Christmas Socks, and then writing Little George and the Snowosaurus, and, and now writing When the Hugs Went Away or completing it, um, I would have friends that would say to me, this book is brilliant. When are you coming out with another one? It's always about what you're doing next. Yeah. And and I I said to them, what I don't want to do is I don't want to commoditize what I'm doing. I'm not writing these books to profit off of them. Certainly, it's nice to get that check every month. Oh, of course it is. But I want to do it for the love of doing it. And I want to write something that's not forced. So if it didn't work, I think it was Ed Sheeran who was recently uh, doing the press junket here in New York. And when he was on our sister station, he said that, uh, you know, many of you, you, most of you, you, you only hear what's been put out, what's been completed, but you, you, you don't ever get to hear the things that end up on the floor that just get crumbled up. Yeah. And when I put together 20 songs on an album, there were 50 songs that were just pure rubbish and you'll never hear them. So, it may seem like I'm writing masterpieces one after the other, but there are so many that were just terrible. And you might think to yourself, this is Ed Sheeran? Listen, they've all done it. That's the process, isn't it? You know, to get through, you, what's the old saying? To uh, to make an omelette, you've got to break a few eggs. That's how it works, Joe. So what about the future, mate? Are you, um, I mean, you're going to keep keep control on quality control, keep the inspirations coming through. Is that is that the path for Joe Malerba? Oh, for sure. So what, some of the some of the things I would like to have uh, accomplished or, or at least begin the process of in 2022, as we are now in the new year, is um, I'd like to focus more on my podcasts, which I have. Uh, those are produced regularly. They're, they're heard weekly on a multitude of, of platforms, uh, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. And also, uh, as we grow right here within our own Travel.Radio family, um, certainly hosting the Weekend Red Eye um, each week, um, you'll, you'll notice now that the format of the show is going to change a little bit. Um, I've always been known for segments like Did You Know? or little, uh, as, as the Brits say, uh, Bits and Bobs. Is that right? Bits and Bobs. We love a bit of Bits right. and Bobs. We've got lots of those, Nick and na- knickknacks and... Yeah. (laughs) Yes. All those things that, that make people think, I think it was, um, I think it was, uh, I'm trying to think of who our, one of our presenters mentioned this, uh, in, in their promo when we were doing the giveaways with little George and the Christmas socks, it'll come to me, but she mentioned, I think it might've been Harriet who said that, uh, Joe Malerba, who, as you know, is one of our presenters, he just has a way with 
whatever he says, he's just believable. He makes you believe that it's true, even if it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) You'd make a great actor. Uh, The thing with that, though, Joe, I think is we've always got this innate fascination with somebody else's accent. And the romanticized um, view we have of this beautiful lyrical accent that the Americans have, everything sounds like it's like come from a perfect broadcaster. And then we hear our own kind of clippity, clipped, stark, flat, voweled accent, and we go, oh, God, I just wish I was Joe Malerba. I do that, Joe. Your voice, I mean, your voice is so warm, and, you know, your, so, your tone is so round. and You know, it's almost like listening to William Shatner in the early episodes of star trek it's such a beautiful voice do you have the same thing that we do do you look from afar and go i love the way those guys talk well sam you know you and i have talked about this many times off the air and i will say it again for our listeners i i am enamored i am i am infatuated obsessed if you will (laughs) with the british accent and everything that is british um in fact my my wife and i are, are currently watching these netflix series rain um, and I just, I can't get enough of it. Oh, I haven't it's, seen that yet. I, I, that's what I'm going to write that down. Rain. Okay. That's Rain. In it's incredible. I mean, certainly we're big fans of, um, of, uh, the British monarchy. And I think that's all part of the, the glamour, uh, yeah. uh, that is surrounding all of that. But, and, and the funny thing is I've never been to the UK, although that is on my bucket list for 2022. Um, at the very least we'll, we'll get that on the list, but I'm, I'm obsessed with it. So the answer is yes. We, we feel the same way about your accent. And I think I told you that it's interesting as I pull back to my, my writing of my books, whenever I write, and it started with Little George and the Christmas Socks, Little George and his family are a family that is supposedly based in London, uh, probably in the uh, early 1800s. Yeah. So when I, when I write, I, I'm writing with a British accent. And I, I want my audiobooks read by a British actor. Um, certainly, Little George and the Christmas Socks, that audiobook was, was narrated by a young man by the name of James Cartmel, who is from, uh, from the UK. And when I sent him the manuscript and he sent me back the audio, it just gave the story this three-dimensional feeling. Isn't that weird so, you had that whole process and it was an English accent? I find that absolutely fascinating because it's not somewhere that your brain would naturally go. Well, there's a whole other, whole other discussion about that, you know, about previous lives, but hey, it's New Year's Day. We shall keep it light today. Yes. Keep it light. So what is the new here? Have you got any uh, resolutions you would like to make or like to stick in your, or do, or tick off your, your bucket list box? Well, you know, I, I try not to put too much pressure on myself with New Year's resolutions because I feel like we, we make them, and then we feel pressured to, to see them through. And that's not a bad thing, but I would just, you know, I, most of the time what I like to do is just give myself a moment of reflection on where I, where I was in the previous year and try to right a few of the wrongs, if you will, uh, as we go into the new year. Um, many people who follow me on Instagram and, and other social media platforms know that each day, I like to start with some type of an affirmation and typically a shot of my coffee cup, uh, of which I own several thousand in my cupboard. We've seen them, Joe. Yes. Um, So I do that. Uh, It started as something sort of silly, but now it's become this um, daily affirmation 
where I'll be in the grocery store and a friend or a neighbor will say, I have to tell you what you wrote this morning. It just, it touched me in such a way. And that coffee, it just made me want to make a cup of coffee. And certainly I'm not being promoted by any coffee companies, although I should think about that. That's a good idea. (laughs) Um, But, but I would say going into this new year, I would like to just focus on the things that we never saw as important, or certainly they were important, but we took them for granted, which are focusing more on the family, developing relationships within the family and the extended family, friendships, and um, exploring a bit more of uh, my, my, my writing, as I said, Uh, I'd like to work on a sort of a teen novel elevated a little bit. So it's not just the children's illustrated books, but going into more of a graphic novel. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah. Joe, that's incredible. That's incredible. You know, it's almost come full circle this now. I mean, you're talking about the things that you want to do is focus more on the things that we took for granted. The hugs were back there, mate. It's pretty much it, isn't it? For sure. We, we, we need them. And when we get them, uh, you know, when we get a hug from someone, and my goodness, I know so many people write virtual hugs, virtual hugs. Oh, there's virtual hugs mean are so pointless. There's nothing like a real hug. So if I have to triple mask myself to give Sam Kane a hug when I see him in 2022, by mid 2022, for sure, I'm going to wear my wear my hazmat suit just to give you a hug. Oh, God bless you, Joe. Listen, I'm a big guy. I need a lot of hugging. <laughs> Joe Malerba, listen, I could talk to you all day. Your voice just, when I, when I leave, when I turn the radio off as well, I just hear that voice going around in my head. It's a beautiful sound you make. It's perfect for radio. And having you as part of the team is just, it's bliss, Joe. You add a certain element of gravitas to the, 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 whole, the whole encompassment of what Travel.Radio is. And just give us a brief insight to the people who haven't heard your show, what they can expect from it. Well, again, so the Weekend Red Eye, which was not a name that I came up with, it was all purely our programming and program directors uh, who put all these names together. And in fact, they came to me a couple of times early on and said, are you okay with the name? Are you okay with, you know, the Weekend Red Eye? And I said, you know what, for me, it works because I am that bridge, if you will, of the overnight and waking people up on the other side of the pond. But here in the U.S., it's a matter of getting people to wind down. So yeah. it's prime time and it goes into late fringe. Um, so I said, just keep it. I, I, you know, I just want to be that guy that when you're, when you're flying on the red eye, you have your little ear pods, your AirPods in, and you're just listening to this, this little American man in his studio uh, give you all these oddities of life or, or motivational quotes or inspirational thoughts mixed with some of the best music that we can put out there. And so that's what, that is what the weekend red eye basically is. But as I said earlier, you're going to see another side of it because we're going to get a little deeper into not just the one dimensional quotes that we're being blasted with every day on social media, but we're going to take those and apply them to our own, our own lives, personal experiences, uh, perhaps a few more interviews. I'd like to get a few more interviews going on the show. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I absolutely love it. I, I, I love being a part of the team. I, I love all of you. You've all become a part of my extended family. And uh, as I close out my show every evening that I'm on, 
I always um, use that lovely quote from the Winnie the Pooh uh, series, which is, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and loved more than you know. Oh, Joe, I love that. I love that, mate. What a great place to finish, Joe Malerba. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to you and the entire family. I'm giving you virtual hugs for now. But when you see this Italian in person, you're going to get a squeeze. Oh, the hazmat's on. I'm getting on Amazon as soon as I get off. God bless you, buddy. Have a great year. Thanks for your time. Joe Malerba, our very own Travel.Radio USA superstar. Thank you, Joe. My pleasure.